0: blog talk radio good morning good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you find yourself this morning welcome to the best life cafe i'm here kaffianella with tim Foma. good morning my friend tim
1: good morning my friend oh my goodness
0: what a morning (laughs) it is deep breath tim i was thinking like i've been sitting here super zen just like chilling because i've been up for a little bit and you're, like, rushing to get to the door. I get it. Like, yeah. life is so busy. How did it get so freaking busy? Well, I just, I think that,
1: um, you know, there's a discrepancy in the amount of money coming in sometimes. And so you've got to, like, <laughs> make, make ends meet somehow. And so it becomes Fair. the constant run.
0: It is a constant run, and, you know, I'm in my busy season. I've been running all week, but I'm leaving today to uh, L.A., big surprise. (laughs) Everyone's, like, rolling their eyes. (laughs) Here she goes again. But I'm going on Saturday to see Abraham Hicks, which is going to be amazing. So
1: I I would say I am jealous, except for I'm going on the 18th to see her in
0: San Francisco. Shut up. Oh, my God. So when we come back from from our little break we're going to take at the end of season 10, which is unbelievable, uh, we uh, will have an Abraham show, which will be amazing. So I'm super excited about having that after you come back because if you don't know Abraham Hicks, I just want to say for the record, go to YouTube, put in Abraham Hicks and any problem you have, Abraham Hicks and relationships, Abraham Hicks and money, Abraham Hicks and leaving a job. Any subject, and you will get the most motivating speech to get you out of a funk that I've ever in my life experienced.
1: That's right. That is right. <laughs> reach for the highest, best thought, the next best thing. Like when you're in your emotional vortex of sorrow or pity, reach for a thought that would be just a little bit better, a little bit brighter. And keep on climbing the ladder until you get to joy, bliss, happiness. And I'm very excited for you. So that's in Los yeah. Angeles,
0: you're seeing her?
1: Are you doing uh, a exactly whole in Long weekend Beach.
0: thing? No, no, no. So I, I'm leaving today. So here's the dilemma, right? Like you were talking about how, you know, work is, you've got to make money. And you, I mean all of us have this problem right now where we're just like, okay, how do we get ahead when we're always one step behind financially based on just the environment that we live in? Like you just – where you used to be able to get ahead, you really just are running the same marathon with somebody next to you now. Like it's not even playing, it is even playing field because we're all in the same boat. But I was feeling guilty, like I know I have several things I could do this weekend. I could fill every hour with work, and here I am getting in the car, road tripping. I'm going to see a friend in Clovis, California, who I haven't seen since pandemic, although we've talked a million times on the phone since then. I'm going to stop and see her, and then tomorrow I'm just going to go to L.A. and pick it in Malibu on Friday, and then Saturday, Long Beach, and Sunday, I don't know yet, it's an open door, so pretty excited. That's amazing. I'm excited for you. But that's the you. thing, is that do I go and do and follow my bliss and my joy, or do I stay in the work because I need financially to be in a place where I need to be? It is a struggle, well, uh, but I think it's the... You go for the joy and the bliss. I think that's what you go for.
1: Well, I mean, you you have to do that occasionally. You can't do it every single day. And also remember this, that the work will be there, especially your work, you know. Yeah. It's not like people don't need their taxes done. I wish they didn't. Man, why do they make it so confusing? That's what I want to know. Like, why is it so confusing?
0: Oh, me and Google and the IRS.gov website have a great relationship. Let me tell you. What, there are I so bet. many things that I still, you know, even I do 40 hours of testing every year with tax law, and it's the most boring, horrible time, but, and do I retain it? Yeah, I still have to look up, you know, tax code to make sure I'm doing it right. So a, a lot, a good tax preparer, by the way, in my side life, I'm a tax preparer, and hello Tax, if you're interested. <laughs> and um, She's great, by I the way. Do, Behind the scenes of that 30-minute visit with me could be an hour of research, you know, because I really don't like to make those kinds of errors in my life. Like, yeah, I make life errors, the big choice errors that I've done. But when I'm working with other people's lives, it's like you don't want to make a mistake. So it is an interesting time. That being said, uh, I've been feeling like the only ticket one of the tickets to bliss and joy for me this week has been really noticing kindness. And when people are being kind to me, which I, for some reason this week have gotten like this little kindness blast where people have done things for me or brought me surprise gifts or, you know, took me to dinner just because they missed me. And just the little things that made me feel like, wow, that's people being kind to me. And, I think it was because it was so progressive this week, I I really noticed it and noticed how it made me feel. And then it made me want to reach back out to that person and and thank them and say, you know, it's been a minute since I've felt kindness from somebody. Not that it's anybody's fault, it's just that we don't always get out of our way to do something kind, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It made
0: me feel so good. It made me feel so good.
1: So I practice being kind to people, random acts of kindness. Let's say, for example, the other night I was in Depot. I'm walking past this lady who obviously needs help. I'm like, can I help you? Do you need me to grab that for you? And she just had like three questions about a drill bit. And then I helped her, and then I grabbed it, and she was like, that was so nice. Thank you. She's like, I know you don't work here. I'm like, that's okay. I went on uh, yesterday, I went and hung a bunch of art up at uh, Mosswood Market in Boonville, California, by the way. yeah, uh, They have the best savory empanadas. I had uh, chorizo, potato, and goat cheese empanada for breakfast. Wow,
0: that sounds and good. And then
1: for lunch, I had a bacon potato and goat cheese empanada, and last night for dinner, I had a <laughs> chicken, black bean, and goat cheese empanada. Amazing. I'm there, and I'm super grateful that I get to have my art hanging in this place, and everyone is so receptive. Like, there's a bunch of people in there when I'm hanging it, and they're all very excited. There was a piece that I wasn't going to put in there, and they were like, do you have any more? I'm like, I have another one in the car, but I think it's too big. And they're like, bring it in, and we want to see it. So I bring it in, and they're like, this is amazing. It needs to be in here. So we made room for it. You know what I mean? Like, it just was great. Oh. So when I was leaving, I gave the woman one of the paintings. And I was like, which one do you like better, this one or this one? She's like, that one. I'm like, cool, here you go. And um, Pilar, it's her name, so sweet, so kind, she gave me all the free food. Like, so that <laughs> kindness paid forward.
0: Yeah, the reciprocation. I of get protection. home.
1: I got to get some gas. And this guy comes up to me uh, and wants to wash my windows at the gas station. I'm like, no, it's okay. But then I see him, he's trying, right? He's attempting to get work and make some money. Yeah. And uh, he goes to, like, four other people, and he doesn't doesn't have any luck. And so I could see he's kind of, like, downtrodden, and I'm like, come here. And I just give him a couple bucks. And he was so stoked. He's like, I'll wash your windows. I'm like, this truck is filthy. It's not even <laughs> worth washing the windows. So uh, the random act of kindness, I really get a kick out of, you know, I think that, if more people did that, that kindness would uh, be contagious because it makes everyone feel good. It makes you feel good for doing the act. It makes them feel feel good for receiving the act. And as um, there is a quote that says, as I give, I so too shall receive. And I feel like that's real because it's all connected. So giving kindness like, yeah. to...
0: It lights up a joy center inside your body when when, you, when you're being kind to someone else, like what you were just describing. Something in your body lights up. And, you know, and it could be as simple as, like you said, just giving someone money. Or it could be, you know, I think I told this story maybe on a show, but I had a, a lady who was wheeling her life down the road. And... In a, in a shopping cart, and she was older, I want to say late 70s, and the whole thing fell over, and there was no way that I could lift it. And, I'm, and I pulled over, and I'm standing there with this lady, and she's crying because she's like, I lost this, my, the blood in my trailer, this is all I have, I can't leave it here, I can't you know, even get to McDonald's for a cup of coffee, and I'm watching all these people just drive by, just drive by. So I told her, wait here, I'll be right back. I ran over, did my banking, came back and I was standing there and finally a man stopped. And then as soon as one man stopped, another man stopped. And then they got out and they lifted it up and helped her push it down the road again and tied it all back up. And I was, cause I couldn't have done it, but I was like, It was that reciprocal thing. Once one guy did it, the guy who was behind him was like, I got to get out there and help. Like, I can't let this happen. So I feel like I was standing there feeling so sad for her and then so joyful that there's still people and men, particularly in the world, that will just stop what they're doing and go out get out of their car and help somebody. And I just think, like you said, if all of us practice this once a daily, like almost like a challenge, like, have I done anything kind for anyone today?
1: So uh, with this 75 hard challenge, there's like extra exercises you can do that he encourages. So if you do the 75, then you go on to this next step. I'm not really sure what they're called, but it's where you practice random acts of kindness and you talk to strangers. And so I was listening to this podcast that had all this information on it. And so, you know, when I go out on my evening walks, like late night, um, I'll pick up garbage on the street, and then I'll throw oh my it in God, someone's that garbage can. my level. <laughs> and, like, you'd be surprised at how filthy our streets are. Like, I
0: mm-hmm. walked
1: up uh, the Empire Gardens area and I picked up an entire bag of garbage, and then it becomes, like, a game almost, where you're literally out there looking because you want to fill your bag. So uh, I filled the bag up, and he, he talks about that, like, picking up garbage on your your Second walk or your walk outside, and then intentionally going up to people and seeing how they're doing, seeing if they need help, asking, you know, like just doing something kind for people. And I thought that was really beautiful. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, no time like present. Might as well start this start this show.
0: No, I uh, think that's important. I was, I'm I'm, re- I'm remembering a a Wayne Dyer. Gosh, years ago, I saw him in Portland, Oregon, and he said, whenever you're feeling, you know, like victimized or like, oh, why did this happen to me or that, those things, you know, where, where life just hammers on you, he said, go work at Burger King for a day. Go work at the library. Go to a place where you are of service to somebody else. And he said, it is the surefire way to pick you up out of your funk because you're suddenly in a position where it's about other people, you know. And he said, it'll miraculously just pick you up. It'll just miraculously take you out of that funk because suddenly you're focusing on you know, I'm not the only person in the world that needs help right now. And you see that, you know, when you're working in those environments. And a lot of service people take a lot of hell, like I'm thinking of all the Karens out there that just give these people so much crap sometimes. And
1: uh, I feel bad for people that are actually named Karen that are really nice. I don't know how that started.
0: So sorry. Yeah, no, nothing intended for any Karen listening. Yeah, no, I just don't it, know. Like, Karen, if you're out there,
1: we love you, and we're sending we love to you. you. We don't know how it started, but it's kind of funny anyways. Uh, but but yeah. there are
0: people out there in the world who are demanding self-righteous, uh, above, think that they're better than, um, look down on, and, you know, I just... I'm so turned off by those type of people that I don't really attract them anymore in my life because I just, I'm just so turned off by them. that You know, like yeah, I uh, used to have a sign in my house when my kids were growing up that said no takers allowed. And it was like, y- you can't be a taker here. Everybody's got to give in this household, you know. And my kids remember that. Like, this was when they were really little. I had, I had, um, I had keep your agreements. Gosh, I go, tell the microscopic truth, no takers allowed, and always do your best. Some of that four agreements were in there, you know, that was years. I mean, we're talking 90s, you know. <laughs> like,
1: Before the book was even written. She was way ahead no, of her the time, No, the book folks. was
0: written. The book was written. I mean, that book is, is ageless. And, I, you know, I would just give a shout out to the four agreements once again. And, and that is, if you haven't read this book, it is, it is mandatory reading for life.
1: It really is. It's a great book. And it's a, a quick read, too, as I recall. It's been a long time. And, you know, how it, hard
0: so. is it to be a good human? You know, I was thinking about that. Like, to be a good human, what does it take to be a good human? Just to be a good human. Curiously. I mean,
1: I, it, it doesn't take much, in my opinion. You know, sometimes people just need a simple smile. Uh, and you'd be surprised. I smile a lot of people as I walk through the stores During uh, COVID, it was very challenging for me because everyone was kind of wearing the mask and all bundled up and not not really expressing any joy, actually not even looking at each other, which I thought was weird. Um, Right. But now, you know, I feel like because of the several years in a mask at the store, people are still a little apprehensive to you know, engage one another with a smile. But I, I do see it starting to open up more and more and more. And so that's good. And I feel like the further away that we can get from D-Day, the better, you know.
0: D-Day, <laughs> the V day Yeah, I don't even want to go there. because I, I think, yes, to be a good human, a smile is a really good thing. Going out of your way for somebody, a stranger, is a good human. Um, being honest with yourself, being honest with other people is a good human. Um, owning your consequences, uh, you know, owning your shit, like, yep, I did that. Yep, this is, her, this is the cause. And then, you know, making amends when you, ha- when, you, when you know that that's the only way to clear something up and being that person that can actually kind of humble back and say, yeah, I did this, and I'm sorry. You know, and and to me that is what I want to attract in my life, like those kind of people, and the kind of people that you can actually be honest with. You know, without judgment.
1: Uh, I agree 100%. I feel like my circle of friends, I it took a long time to cultivate into this nice pile, but I have wonderful people all around me. They're all they're just so great. I'm so grateful for all of them, and uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way because I give good kindness, you know, I give good love to people, and you I do. Expect I agree to, with that to have that reciprocated, and
0: well, it, you know, it's. I'm really excited for this year for you. I am. I feel a good yeah. vibe that this is your year. Like by the end of it, this is both of our years because. One of the things it's that I realized in 20, yes, agreed. One of the things I realized for the 2023, um, you know, quote unquote level up, and now I hear everybody using level up, and I'm like, that was mine. Like, I started <laughs> Anyways, it's, it's spreading. Uh, but the up level, the level up mentality is that you're living your life in today with a vision for tomorrow. Knowing, like I, I, I just want a side note. I hope I remember my thought. Uh, I have been working on this chapter for a book that's in it, that's going to be published with multiple authors in it. And Joe Batali, who's a manifestation coach, uh, he is writing the foreword for the book, and it's based on you know the secret, but it's all different people's stories. So I've been working on this, and last night at eleven thirty, I submitted it. Right, it was like editing and everything and i was so proud of myself but one of the things that i had written about in the story was that deepak chopra had said in this one retreat i was at years ago all you have is the present and that there's a black hole on the past if you look back and a black hole on the future this is it and when you're living in the future or living in that yesterday you're having this inner turmoil of what it was supposed to be, what it should be like, instead of just waking up in that one moment, in that one day, and saying, what is my today? What is totally. my hour? And then what is my next hour?
1: I feel like knowing that you can affect your future by what you do today. You know, the, mm-hmm. what we do today will change tomorrow, and what we do, what we did yesterday doesn't matter. Because right. it's gone. at all, at all, and so
0: it, oh, that's yeah. such a big conversation. Because we let yesterday's stuff uh, affect our today. When there's absolutely zero chance. <laughs> I feel like Steve Harvey. Yeah, Steve Harvey. There's absolutely zero chance that you can fix what happened yesterday, even if you hurt somebody and you apologize, even if. It, you, There's zero chance you can fix it. The only thing you can do is live different in your today. And there's zero chance that you can change what is going to happen tomorrow because, frankly, March 17th, 2020, none of us thought we would be sent to our homes for the next two years. Like, you were like, wait, you were like, wait. What does quarantine mean? Like all of a sudden you were just like, what, what? What does it mean? I have to isolate in my house for 14 days. Remember when everybody had to stay home for 14 days? And so it's like there's this zero chance you can fix what could happen tomorrow until tomorrow. So how much time do you spend in those two arenas where you're wasting away your today? Okay, so that's a long way to get there. But when you think about it, you're like. Whoa. It's no, it. I mean, a say. lot of
1: people, a lot of people live in the past, you know. I have some yeah. people that I know that have lost parents. They're older, of course, and aunts and uncles, and they they just are in this weird place where, like, everyone dies around me. I'm like, but they want you to be happy, and he just stays in this particular space of, like, mm. sorrow,
0: mm-hmm. and yeah. and
1: I don't, there's no, there's no way to assist that, you know, like, death is a natural part of life, actually, and it happens to all of us, it's, you know, it, there's, no one gets out alive. as, as, uh, was it, Benjamin Franklin said, there's only two things that are certain in life, and that's death and taxes, thanks, Cappy, no, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> no, oh, uh,
0: it's oh, funny. I lost my thought there. But, no, I, I think that uh, if you concentrate – so I feel like you have – like, you know, I don't want to contradict my, my, my theory on life, is that you do have to have a vision for tomorrow. A vision is then pretending something's going to happen, especially if you're going doom and gloom on it. But if you have a vision, like, you know, like for me it was like, okay, I wanted to be in this book, so I wanted to submit. I wanted to work on it. I had to go through all my processes of – What am I putting out in the world that a million people are going to read, hopefully, that, you know, I don't know about and that don't know me? And how much do I want to give and how much do I want them to get? And it was such a fun process because I haven't really submitted anything for publication in a long time. And I was like, that's joy. But even though I had a vision for where this story could go and it could, you know, create better numbers for our podcast. Shout out to all the people who have listened. Like, we had a lot of downloads last week, so I was really happy when I opened the program last night. I'm like, yeah, everybody, like, Fuck downloads. Thank you, please. Go give us a review. And then, uh, you know, and I was just thinking, like, you have to have those visions of where you want things to go, but you have to let go of the 100%. outcome. Like, I could get no followers, nobody reading this, no podcast, you know, new people from it, but I did it and I had a vision for it and now it's like let's just see what's happening next you know
1: you know when, whenever I did those vision board classes that was all about giving people like if I'm going to drive to Arizona I need a road map I need, I need guidance I don't know how to get there mm-hmm. and it's not so much about knowing how to achieve something it's about having that something as a roadmap to where you're going to go. I am going to have these things in my life. You know, I'm going to be healthy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be, I'm going to have these vehicles that are new and exciting. And, you know, I'm going to move to a new house and all of these things. But if I don't have that as something that I constantly, you know, daydream about slightly, then what, what have I really got? Like, what is, I feel like we're always, as humans, reaching for the highest and best possibility. And if we do not take a little bit of time to focus our energy in it into what it is that we really yeah. desire, then we're going to miss part of life, which is achieving greatness. And obviously, you know, like recently with this whole 75 hard thing, I have been so focused, so on my game. I'm working like 14-hour days. I've got a painting that I haven't been able to paint on that I'm so, so excited about. Uh and other people that see it are like, That's nothing like you've ever done. I'm like, I know. It's pretty cool. Ooh, I'm very excited about it. So I haven't even you know, I've been staying off of social media, which has been giving me so much time to
0: Does work it not give you so me. much time? Oh my god, I agree. Oh 100%. my god, I love I'm loving the new not on social media Kathy. I'm like, one story a week, no, <laughs>
1: Gosh, I, I don't, I really, it's weird how taking that out of your I life. I feel like a lot of people are
0: there. So much drive. A lot of people.
1: Yeah. I was uh, having a conversation with my sister last night, and she's like, I need to do that, because I said, it'll set the tone for your day. When you get on there and you see so and is making better art than you, or so-and-so is having a bad day, or so and so, you know, like everyone's having their own emotional you. experience. And it it does, deep down. Mm -hmm. And we may or may not know that it does, but it's definitely not the best way to start your morning. You should start your morning focusing on you and focusing on what you're going to do and what you're going to accomplish and not worry about what anyone else has accomplished or anything like that. I feel like by not having social media and not staring at all these other artists and not judging myself against them, I was able to make this painting that I'm painting right now where it's like, I'm going to do this. I'm not worried about what other
0: people are doing or what they're creating. I'm just going to make it. That's the same in the author world. It's the same. I see people's books coming out before my, you know, like I'm like, how did they write their book in one year? Uh, I took me a month and a half they to write one chapter. They don't have to do taxes. <laughs> no, yeah. But I I, I just want to encourage people to, in, in, to round out this conversation is to just like forget the past. Like you can't fix it. And you can learn by it, but you can't fix it. You can say, I'm sorry. It's still not going to take that experience for anybody else away, like whatever happened for you or for them or all. Yesterday, keep focused on your vision. Have the plan because I would love to do a vision party with you after you get back from Abraham. And I think we should really strive for taking a Thursday night and, and having a vision board party. So stay tuned on that. Because I do believe that vision boards, and I wrote about this in the chapter I submitted Uh, looking at your life on a poster board. I can't tell you how many things came true when I did that. And I haven't done it really since. And I could go, that happened, that happened, that happened, that happened, that happened, that happened. So I highly believe the vision is so important. But just stay in today and focus on the steps to get to that vision today. that is my best life cafe advice for this week. (laughs) Okay. One more thing before we go. Go ahead.
1: Bless the past, thank the past, dream of the future, but love the present. And also, you know, every single dream day, big steps. You have to be active in your dreams. If you want to achieve it, you have to believe it that you can and that you will. Uh, those are very important things. I think that's like a little bit of faith in there. But also, yeah. you know, big, big action, big action. And with that I said, love this conversation. Uh, you
0: know, <laughs> Wait. Wait, yes, wait. I love you guys, guys all. Oh. <laughs> I okay. have been... I'm She's got just more telling, to say. I, just have, I got one more thing. So this morning, I was compelled to pull a card today for the show. And so I've been sitting here for the last couple minutes shuffling the cards. And I just like want everyone to just take a moment, if you're not driving, and close your eyes. And I am going to pull a card. I don't know who it will relate to or how, but we're going with it. And it is the card of energy. So hang on for one second, as we are going to give you the gist of this. Da-da, da-da, da-da. Silence. Radio silence.
1: Man, quiet in here. No, I'm kidding.
0: I hope Our you guys are all enjoying coffee. Energy. Okay, listen. Our thoughts and feelings are energy. Everything we think and feel flows out into the world like radio waves. Whether we intend to broadcast our feelings and thoughts does not matter. It happens automatically. We transmit and receive information. All in life is energetically interconnected. You may be missing someone who is a long way from you, or you may be saddened by a loved one's passing. Through this card, this person wants to make their presence felt. They want you to know that they have not left you, We'll never leave you, for you are forever connected by invisible threads of love. Wow, that's beautiful.
1: Blessings, all right, salutations. Best Life Excellent. Cafe
0: listeners. <laughs> love you, babe. All right, it. till next time. Sending you
1: all on your way with a beautiful day of energy. And, uh, man, do big things today, everyone. Sending out lots of love and many blessings. Peace. Peace.